trouble. This is all a conspiracy. The New World Order. The New World Order. The New World Order. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, it is... Wednesday, January 3rd, 2024. Um, Well, Harvard president Claudine Gay is out, sort of. I'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, Also today, I'll give you an update on the New Year's Eve attack in Rochester, New York, that the feds say is not terrorism. Republicans coalesce around Trump and the January Sixers as Biden continues to lose support um, don't forget to engage the channel, like, uh, subscribe, share the podcast, leave a comment down below. Uh, so let's get into the headlines. All right, we're going to start out um, with the Rochester attack. What we know about the deadly New Year's Eve crash in Rochester, so they're just calling it a crash. So basically what we know is the guy intentionally drove from Syracuse to the Rochester airport, rented an SUV, went to a gas station. Well, I don't know whether he had, it's not clear whether he had the gas canisters, over a dozen gas canisters, filled them up with gasoline in the rented SUV and drove and sped toward the Kodak Theater in Rochester as a concert, Mo was playing there, as a a New Year's Eve concert was letting out and the car exploded, killing two people in one of the cars he collided with. I guess what we understand is that the attacker was also killed. It's not really clear, Um, but the FBI is, is assisting local police in the ongoing inquiry, but the incident was was investigated as possible act of terrorism, but now they're saying that it's not an attack on uh, on terrorism. They're they're not really clear. Both all the reports are not really clear. They said two people died in the two people traveling in the Mitsubishi were pronounced dead on the scene while the driver was transported to the hospital with non life threatening injuries. So he didn't die but a car exploded, so we're not really sure what exactly happened. But as we have from Variety and also the Wall Street Journal, uh, deadly New Year's Eve concert crash not linked to terrorist act, and the Wall Street Journal has a similar headline. Although the guy went, rented a car at the airport, filled it with gasoline, and drove at a high rate of speed towards a concert arena at the time it was letting out, plowing into a bunch of people, a bunch of pedestrians, killing two people in the car he collided with, and he wasn't injured. But the earlier reports that there was a suicide note uh, suggesting his motive have been reported to, have been reported as false, but you always have to trust the earliest reports from my understanding. Um, so they're not really reporting this as a terrorist attack. I don't know what it is, um, why he would fill his his car full of gasoline over a dozen. 
He wasn't just getting gasoline for a friend or whatever. Over a gas, a dozen gasoline canisters, and the guy survived. So um, he was a white domestic uh, resident, native of the United States, of Syracuse, New York. Uh, so we're not really sure. Um, don't forget also that there was uh, the other, the Buffalo shooting was also upstate New York. And you can think about that as well. I don't know what's happening here. We won't really know what the guy's motive is or why he was carrying 12 canisters full of gasoline in a rented car when he could have just been driving his his own car. His own car probably couldn't hold all the ca canisters of gasoline. Now, they don't also say, they don't say how big the canisters were. Were they five-gallon canisters? 10-gallon canisters? Were they one-gallon canisters? You don't know. So obviously, if it's one gallon, it's another thing if they're five-gallon, which is like the standard large size. Um, the jerry can, I think, is five-gallon. New York Post is reporting embattled Harvard President Claudine Gay resigns after plagiarism, anti-Semitism scandals. We know about this. Uh, she was forced out because not only her anti-Semitism stance, the investigations into that she's a fraud, she's an academic fraud because she committed plagiarism, but they were digging into her uh, academic record because of her anti-Semitism claims and because it was costing the Harvard endowment because certain billionaires and, and wealthy um, contributors to Harvard were uh, holding back their endowment payments because um, of Harvey and Gay's, uh, Harvard president's uh, Claudine Gay's stance, anti-Semitic stance. So that leads you to believe uh, who the donors were. Claudine Gay resigns as Harvard president. And the New York Post uh, reports Harvey Gay set to keep her nearly $900,000 annual salary despite resigning as university president. She will stay on as faculty at Harvard teaching African-American studies. So she's not, she resigned as president, but she's not leaving Harvard, even though she's disgraced and that, she committed plagiarism, but she still retains a faculty position. That leaves something else to be uh, investigated about Harvard that they would keep even somebody on as faculty that committed plagiarism. Washington Post reports Republican loyalty to Trump, rioters climbs in three years after January 6th attack. Three years, I mean, this is a uh, Washington Post article that is just trying to smear Republicans uh, by lumping them in with Trump and January 6th, or whatever you feel about that. Three years after the January 6th attack, again, it was an insurrection and it wasn't an attack. Um, Republicans are more sympathetic to those who stormed the U.S. Capitol and more likely to absolve Donald Trump of responsibility for the attack than they were in 2021, according to Washington Post University of Maryland poll. Republicans are showing increased loyalty to the former president as he campaigns for re-election um, over his attempt to stay in, stay in power after losing the 2020 election. He wasn't, he wasn't uh, uh, attempting to stay in power. He was trying to investigate what seemed like an unfair uh, 
election that he was probably cheated out of. I mean, that that's really the, it's just not my opinion. You look at the data and that's what the data points at. They are now less likely to believe that January 6th participants were mostly violent, which they weren't. There was over a million people that attended Trump's speech. Some 10,000 or something approached the Capitol and out of those 1,200 perhaps went inside. Uh, they're less likely to believe Trump bears responsibility for the attack and less likely to view Joe Biden's election as legitimate than they were in 2021. Indeed, uh, and this mostly comes out of the apparent, obvious, um, political persecution that Trump is under. If they just would have left Trump alone, uh, they would have been able to uh, perpetuate this narrative. But what's obviously... Uh, political persecution, not just with the lawfare waged against them. And, you know, if it was just one case, it'd be something, but it's like six different cases now. Um, they even uh, uh, resurrected this um, sexual assault, which turned into a defamation case with this lunatic that was said that Trump sexually assaulted her in a changing room <laughs> in a department store. Like he would ever, you know, just... It's insane. Um, but now we're trying to keep him off the ballot, which is obviously anti-democratic and without any legal merit. I mean, the Supreme, Colorado Supreme Court withstanding, uh, but also unilateral decision by a, a, a secretary of state to just decide in her ruling, which, you know, a secretary of state can't make a ruling. It's a unilateral decision. It's not a ruling. Rulings come from legis uh, legislative body, you know, legislative uh, judicial bodies, I should say. In follow-up interviews, some said that their views had changed because they now believe that the riot was instigated by law enforcement, and indeed it was, to suppress political dissent. A baseless conspiracy theory, it's not baseless. The FBI refused to testify whether or not they had agents in the crowd there were uh, army sniper groups there. There was military intelligence there. Ray Apps has never been clarified what his role was there as he went, his 60 year old guy went there alone and then cavorted with people that were, you know, 20 years old there and got them, instigated them to commit attacks on police and to breach security barriers but he wasn't he was originally named but then his name was taken off the list i mean it was just it's very suspicious and nobody's really investigating the pipe bombs left at the political headquarters um that were inert basically inert but you know the video footage was tampered with it goes on and on and on it's just like with any cons conspiracy theory there's so many unanswered questions. From a historical perspective, these results would be chilling to many analysts. Yeah, okay. But Republican views are more fractured than those of Democrats. Well, no, because Democrats follow the narrative. The problem is, is that there were some moderate Republicans, perhaps not America First or MAGA, uh, maybe not Trump, necessarily diehard Trump supporters, who were kind of following uh, the mainstream news narrative about January 6th, 
but now see it as um, a constructed narrative. Political reports uh, trouble with the God, which um, this guy is obviously, this is blasphemous for any of you who are people of faith. The influential radio host uh, of The Breakfast Club is a thorn in the side of Democrats, but he's also representative of one of their biggest problems. So Charlemagne the God, who's a uh, co-host of the podcast, The Breakfast Club, had the famous interview uh, with Joe Biden when Joe Biden said, but he had questions of Joe Biden and Joe Biden said, if you have trouble of figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black, uh, the famous quote. But Charlemagne still has questions for Joe Biden because he is not obviously a brainwashed minion of the Democratic Party, good for him. Um, But he's not asking the right questions and he's obviously not uh, well-versed or well-educated in economics, which... You know, anybody, uh, people, especially from the black community should, because then you would understand where money comes from, where inflation comes from, what a burden the national debt is on most people, and understand that it's close to a trillion dollars that the United States pays every year for just for debt service. It's paying the interest on the debt. A trillion dollars a year could could do a lot for the black community, but it's not going there because it's going to the bankers. Fox News is reporting U.S. water utilities targeted by foreign hackers prompting calls for cybersecurity overhaul. Pennsylvania Water Authority became a victim of an international cyber attack, officials say. Um, This goes on and on. What you have to understand is that there's no way to really know where cyber attacks come from. The CIA, it's been proven through WikiLeaks and, and, and Snowden that the, the CIA and other, and the NSA, uh, and people who commit hacking have the wherewithal to leave fingerprints or footprints, whatever you want to call them, digital fingerprints of those of other nations. They did this when they framed up Russian hackers that were supposedly hacking the DNC, which really we know those uh, emails, the Podesta emails came from Seth Rich and he was killed for for uh, transferring those uh, to WikiLeaks. But the CIA has the capability to commit cyber attacks on US infrastructure and then leave the fingerprints of other foreign entities like they did with the Russian hacks they left uh, Cyrillic, which is the Russian alphabet, uh, markings on the hacking. So it would look like the Russian, somewhere people from Russia committed the cyber attack, which was not the case. They could also do this with China or anybody else. Not saying the CIA did this, there's no real proof because it's difficult to tell. I'm just saying the CIA has the capability of leaving fingerprints of other foreign entities to make it look like somebody else did it. Just like, let's say, you were to release uh, um, a manufactured pathogen in China uh, miles from uh, a Chinese biolab to make it look like it was a leak from a Chinese biolab when it was actually a purposeful release. I'm saying that could be done. It's called plausible deniability. As long as you have plausible deniability, as if you saw Leave the World Behind, there was disinformation and misinformation to make you think that the attack is coming from certain people, certain nation states or non-state actors when it's actually coming from somewhere else. That, that is in cyber warfare, that's a given.
Daily Mail reports we asked top AI chatbots for their predictions for 2024, and it produced some very alarming results. Uh, they asked uh, Google's Bard and Amazon back Claude the predictions including rising tensions with China and election hacking. You know what's going to happen in 2024, I could predict, but AI is predicting this as well, is that there's going to be lots of cyber attacks and everybody's going to be pointing the finger at everybody else because there are going to be fingerprints that say it's China or fingerprints that say it's Russia, fingerprints that say it's, it's Donald Trump supporters, fingerprints... And there, everybody's going to be supporting. Meanwhile, there's going to be no electricity, uh, 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 no water, no cell service, um, and nobody's going to know who did it. And everybody's going to be pointing, and it's going to cause chaos. And then around the election, it's the same thing. The election's going to be hacked. Joe, you know, Trump will lose, but the Russians did it, you know, or the Chinese did it, or somebody else did it. When we know who the people are most fervent to keep Trump out of power because they, they already played their hand. It's obvious. 70, as, as Chuck Schumer said, the intelligence agencies have seven ways to Sunday to get back at you. 73 reported killed in Iran blast near General's tomb. The explosions, according to Iranian officials, took place at the ceremony commemorating Qasim Soleimani, the top commander killed in the U.S. drone strike four years ago. Um, who knows who is behind the attack? It happened in Iran. So it's Western forces, I would say, Western uh, Western sabotage, espionage, obviously assassination attempt at killing a lot of the um, Quds general staff that were probably at the uh, uh, funeral ceremony for Soleimani. Um, was it Israel? I don't know. Was it the United States? Who knows? Um, it wasn't Sunnis. They don't have the capabilities to get in there. Um, you know, who knows? It's That assassination is part of the escalating war, world war, that we're getting ourselves into, not just in the Middle East, but it's happening in Ukraine also. And we'll get to Ukraine in just a minute. CNN, a man breaks into Colorado Supreme Court overnight and opens fire, police say. Now, this is interesting because a man was, I'll just read the lead and get you into the story. A man was arrested early Tuesday after he broke into the Colorado Supreme Court overnight and opened fire inside the building, but that's not where it started. And that's why I'm saying this guy was an agent of the state. So, you know, he's 44-year-old Brandon Olson, but let me get into it. Preliminary investigation confirmed a high probability that the incident is not connected to recent threats against the Colorado Supreme Court justices. In an afternoon press release, the Denver Police Department identified the suspect as 44-year-old Brandon Olson. Whether that's his real name or not, we don't know. It is reported by the CIA CNN News Network. He is being held uh, for investigation of robbery, burglary, and arson while the Denver District Attorney Office makes charges, de charging decisions, the release set. Now, I'm just going to harken back to the ping pong pizza, cos uh, cosmic pizza or whatever it was, incident where someone, an actor claiming because he saw InfoWars, went into ping pong pizza and... Um, and discharged a firearm for no good reason inside the establishment, even though eyewitnesses say they never heard gunshots, 
never saw the guy with a rifle when the guy was there with it, so a witness was there with his kids. This is similar because, and that's why I'm saying it's uh, a state um, orchestrated. It was not immediately clear whether Ol Olson had legal uh, representation. The break-in comes two weekers, two weeks after the court voted to remove, and it was a split decision, really, to President Trump from the ballot. FBI was previously said it was already worth, so the FBI was involved since they reported threats against the Colorado Supreme Court justices. Now listen to this. Tuesday's incident began unfolding around 1.15 a.m. and ended two hours later when the suspect surrendered to police. There are no injuries, significant and extensive damage to the building. Now listen to this. The president, the break-in was preceded by a two-vehicle crash at 13th Avenue and Lincoln Street in Denver near the Ralph L. Carr Colorado Judicial Center, which houses the Supreme Court. The person involved in that crash reportedly pointed a handgun at the other driver. That individual then shot out a window on the east side of the Judicial Center and entered the building. The suspect encountered unarmed security guard, why a security guard would be unarmed, at, and why there would be a security guard in the building at 1.15 in the morning, held the gun at gunpoint, the guard at gunpoint. So here you have a security guard in the Supreme Court building that has received death threats, but he's unarmed, but he's there at 1.15 in the morning, I don't know, and took the guard's keys before going to other parts of the building, including seventh floor, where he fired more shots. Why? Why would he fire more shots? The release said he also allegedly started a fire inside the stair. Why in the stairwell, which the Denver Fire Department was able to extinguish, and according to police department afternoon update, the suspect, the suspect, called 911 at 3 a.m. and surrendered to police. Why? This, uh, and <laughs> just like what happened in Rochester, the suspect's motive is still unclear, and the arrest affidavit provided police indicated Olson cooperated with interviews, but all of his statements are redacted. The authorities... While the authorities don't believe the incident was related to previous threats, the names of four state justices who ruled to disqualify judges have been incendiary posts. So his statements are redacted. My issue, obviously, with this story is the guy pointed a gun. The guy was obviously going to the court, right? So he got into a car accident, then he pointed a gun at the person who he got into the car accident. Why? Was he being threatened? You know, so the guy whips out a gun, points it at the driver, so he's insistent, get back, or get away, get in your car. That, that's like a John Wick move. That's an agent move to pull out your firearm because you get into a car accident. Why would you do that? And then go into the court. They didn't say whether he was intoxicated, and then he cooperated with the police. Then he called 911. There's no motive. So this, obviously, I believe, is a, a state actor. Um, 
just like you saw with, there were death threats against the FBI after XYZ, and then all of a sudden this guy breaks into the FBI office with, with a with an AR-15, although people saw him, but never saw him with an AR-15, but then the reports came out that he broke into the FBI office with an AR-15, but he wasn't shot to death. Very, very strange. So this, you could put this in the large pile of unexplained events that exacerbate tensions surrounding political motives, possible political motives. They say there's no motive, but they're trying to get people to see this headline and to lump it in with political motives that, oh, this guy is a Trump supporter because he's the, but it doesn't say that. And the fact is he got into a car accident beforehand and pointed a gun at the other driver. Why would you do that? If you were planning to break in, you know, and why would you fire shots when you're in the building? What, what was the purpose of being there? There was nobody else in the building beside, beside the security guard who was unarmed at 1.15 in the morning, even though there were uh, security threats. Very, very strange. All right, uh, Bob Menendez, the corrupt New Jersey senator who was 10 years ago was brought up on corruption charges, is now facing, uh, he is hung out to dry by the Democratic Party to say, no, 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 President Biden is corrupt, this guy is corrupt, uh, the Democrats are corrupt. So not only was he in cahoots with the Egyptian government that apparently now he was uh, passing secrets on to the Qatari government. U.S. national debt tops $34 trillion for the first time in history. U.S. federal debt hit a new milestone of $34 trillion. This is from Fox Business News. As I mentioned earlier, the debt service is $1 trillion per year. That's half of our tax revenue, approximately, 40%, let's say. And we're going to close it out here with some Ukrainian news. Uh, everybody is soured on the Ukrainian war because if the U.S. government insists on giving uh, the Ukrainians, which is really a money laundering operation, $100 billion a year, um, the US, ta U.S. taxpayer is not going to go along with that. And they say it's for, <laughs> it's for defending democracy, even though uh, the Ukrainian president, Zelensky, who is a crisis actor um, and who is a puppet, um, keeps asking for money, whatever, but he canceled elections. So why is $100 billion defending democracy is not really defending democracy. Um, Ukraine is one of the most corrupt countries in the world. Um, and now it's state propaganda, the New York Times reports. Ukrainians shun TV news as war drags on. A government-improved news program intended to counter Russian disinformation and boost morale is coming under criticism for painting a rosy picture of the war. Just like U.S. media was doing, saying, you know, the Ukrainians are winning. They just need another 30 billion and then another 30 billion. They just need, they're running out of money. It's the last tranche of money. They're, they're gonna, they're, what did you expect? You don't know what the motive and the end game here is anyway. And, and that the unprovoked attack by Russia, I mean, this is all, people are becoming hip to the trick here. It's not unprovoked attack whatsoever. Uh, the, Continuing encroachment by NATO and, and the West, 
into Ukraine. They took over Ukraine in a coup and then moved uh, their spy forces all the way to the east, which were being reported on by Russian-friendly Ukrainians in the east of the country. And so they had to eradicate the Russian-friendly Ukrainians in the east, and that's why Ukraine said enough's enough and went into Crimea and then went into the Donbass and the Luhansk. All right, that's it for me. Don't forget to like, subscribe. Leave a comment. Share the podcast. Don't forget to stay hip to the trick. I mean, there's certain things that are narrative and propaganda and just things that, you know, you want to get to the truth, you got to get to the truth, all right? The people that believe or that anybody that says that Russia's invasion of Ukraine was unprovoked doesn't know anything about history and isn't following geopolitics whatsoever. It, that's a complete lie. And most of the American public is, doesn't want to have an, as Ron DeSantis said, have an open check, uh, a blank check uh, to Ukraine. Nobody wants that. That's why we have to separate the spending bills, Ukraine, Israel, and I don't believe we should send, not that I'm anti-Israel, I don't want to send Israel any more money. We already give them billions of dollars a year mostly for defense. And as I reported yesterday, the Biden administration did an around Congress to send more arms uh, to Israel. So if we're doing that, why do we have to send them another 16 billion? Um, I think those things should be separate from border. And as Lindsey Graham said the other day, is that policy changes don't cost any money. So you want to allocate funding as a conservative i don't believe in spending money if you could just change policy that won't cost any more money so the reality is 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 that we don't need to spend any more money on anything that's the that should be as tommy thomas massey and others including Rand paul say is that that's the conservative base is we don't want to spend money whether it's on the military or whether it's on border, whether it's Ukraine, whether it's for Israel or whether it's for social programs. I mean, I don't want to defund Medicaid or Medicare. I don't want to defund Social Security, certainly, because I spent my whole life paying into it, most of my life. All right, so for me, don't forget, stay hip to the trick and uh, you're under attack psychologically, biologically. Don't forget to eat clean food and stay away from pharmaceuticals. And stay away from mainstream media and get offline. Uh, go outside, you know, enjoy, enjoy the world that has been provided. It is indeed a blessing. Um, but I know a lot of you out there are online creatures. So we'll see you tomorrow. Rudy's Revelation. Conspiracy, don't you know that it's a conspiracy? The New World Order.